Welcome to Simplify with Megan, the podcast where I help online coaches grow a life-first coaching business that's simple and sustainable while working less than 15 hours a week. My name's Megan. I'm a mom of two with baby three on the way. And since I started my online business in 2014, I have helped hundreds of online business owners start and grow their businesses to six, multi-six, and seven-figure businesses. I took a two-year sabbatical when I became a parent. And when I relaunched my coaching business as a mom of two, in less than a year, I've made over six figures while working as a true solopreneur for less than 15 hours each week while prioritizing my life and keeping things as simple as possible. I like to keep things real here. So get ready for the most authentic and activating business and sales coaching meant to help you make your life as a busy coach easier and not more complicated. Let's get rich together. Welcome to The Productive Life. In this episode, we're talking about how to execute your plans and achieve your goals. Welcome to The Productive Life podcast hosted by me, Megan Minns. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to be more productive in their business and their personal life. Because as a business owner, your business and personal life are connected, and we can't talk about one without talking about the other. Each week, you'll learn about productivity, organization, personal development, self-care, business strategies, and more. And now, let's get started. I'm recording this week's episode from my home office in Houston with a nice cup of tea. That's right, not wine. I've got tea this time, trying something new. And I'm really excited to be talking to you about executing your plans and achieving your goals because if I'm being really honest, for most of my life, I feel like I was really guilty of spending so much time planning that I really struggled to execute and complete my goals. And I'm not proud of that. I don't think we're always perfect. You're never going to achieve all of your goals. Life happens. That's okay. But I do think there is a different and a different mentality that can happen when we just spend all of our time planning and setting goals and really neglect and almost avoid spending time working on our goals. I think the execution piece is absolutely where the rubber hits the road. And it's really easy to lose momentum, to fall off, to get behind, to feel discouraged, and then to kind of try to forget you even set the goal in the first place. And again, I understand because I've done that before. So I'm really going to give you some tips that I have actually implemented and executed that have helped me really change from being a person who procrastinated with planning all the time and really someone who is an action taker and who does get things done and achieves their plans and their goals. Before I can dig into the actual tips and strategies that I'm going to give you, I have to make sure that the foundation is solid. And what that means for this conversation is that you have a really solid set of goals and a detailed action plan. Now, I actually don't think it is beneficial or efficient to spend a lot of time planning out your monthly goals for any longer than three months. Honestly, if you're sitting there and planning out 12 months in detail in advance, or even six months, it's just a waste of time. And honestly, it's procrastination. Now, I think it's great to have visions and intentions and maybe like one big, big goal for the year. Those are great, but I think that there's a difference between having big goals for the whole year and wasting time on figuring out exactly what you're going to be doing nine months into the year when we honestly have no idea because things change too often for that to be a useful way to spend your time. 
So I do recommend that you start out with a really clear set of goals for the next 90 days or three months or 13 weeks or however you want to view it and a detailed action plan for how you're going to achieve those goals. So what projects are you going to complete and what tasks need to be done in order for those projects to be finished and for you to hit those goals. So if you don't know where to start with creating a 90-day action plan or 90-day goals, I have a 90-day goal-setting workshop that I will link beneath this podcast that guides you through my exact step-by-step process for how I set goals for every 90 days, how I create that action plan, and how I make sure I'm not setting too many goals or making any of those goal setting mistakes that I talked about in episode 13 of the podcast. So if you haven't gone through that exercise yet, click the link beneath this podcast or go to meganmins.com forward slash goals course and make sure you go through this process of having a 90-day action plan and 90-day goal setting so that you can actually execute the rest of these steps and achieve the right goals for you and for your business to get you where you want to be. Okay, so now we have our 90-day action plan. We know exactly what we need to be doing in order to achieve our goals. So now let's dig into how you can actually achieve these goals and execute those plans. The first thing we need to do is make lifestyle changes to support our plans and our goals. And there are three specific changes that I want you to focus on when it comes to making these lifestyle changes. Number one is to build habits that will support your goals and your lifestyle. Building habits to support your goals and your lifestyle is a critical piece of the puzzle that will often make or break the ability to really execute on these plans. Because if you don't start building in these habits into your day-to-day life that actually help you execute on these tasks, you're going to be going up an uphill battle. Or so you're going to be fighting an uphill battle to get these things done on a regular basis. Now, habits can look like a lot of different things. Now, you're probably thinking of a lot of health-related habits right now. And those are great and often can help you achieve your goals, even if it's not a direct task on your action plan. Maybe you know that in order to get all of the work done you want to, you need to wake up earlier. So a habit might be waking up earlier. It might be going to the gym. It might be posting on Instagram every day. And so maybe you want to build a habit around posting on Instagram at a certain time every day and actually building that into your life. Maybe you want to build a habit of reading more or going through a course or program that you're in. Habits can be anything and everything, health-related, business-related. Don't think inside the box with habits, but it is really important to look at your action plan, look at your vision, look at where you want to be in the end of the 90 days and see what habits you need to add into your life in order to achieve and accomplish these goals. I actually have a podcast episode coming out soon all about building habits, but if you're looking for some additional support right now for building habits, I do recommend that you buy and read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. This book changed my life on habit setting. I've read tons of books on building and sticking to different habits, and this was the one book that felt like it had that great combination of easy to read, easy to understand, Also learned a lot that I didn't know before, and I actually executed on these steps and the tips in the book. And honestly, I didn't even execute on all of them, but I executed on some of them. And those ones that I have implemented on my in my life have made a huge difference. And I actually have been able to, over the long run, build habits thanks to that book. So if you are looking for some help with building your own habits, definitely go check out Atomic Habits. I will link to it beneath this podcast. And I actually listened to mine on 
Audible. So if you are interested in listening to your books via Audible, I do have a special where if you sign up for a free trial with Audible, you'll get two free audiobooks in addition to that 30-day free trial. So I'll just make sure to link to that beneath this podcast as well. The second thing you need to do is make sure that your morning and your evening routines support your goals. Now, this might overlap a little bit with some of the habits you're building. It might be really easy for you to build these habits into your morning and evening routine, which is awesome. But I did want to make sure to make a point separately that your morning and evening routine should support your goals. Now, if you don't have a morning or evening routine yet, make sure to go listen to episode three of the podcast where I talk about exactly how I create a morning and evening routine. And there's even a morning and evening routine checklist in there as well in case you're looking for a starting point. Now, the beauty of a morning and evening routine is that it really allows you to start your day in a really strategic and thoughtful way and wrap up your day in a strategic and thoughtful way. So when it comes to goals, habits, recurring tasks, big projects, there's a lot of things that you might want to make sure you're doing at the beginning of your day and the end of your day to support you in completing these goals. So make sure when you are looking at those 90-day goals, you're looking at that action plan, you're also taking some time to see how can you change your morning and evening routine to support the execution of these goals. As an example, one of the things that I knew I needed to build into my morning routine to help me execute my plans was something around mindset. Now, I've had a journaling practice for a long time, so it's not a habit I need to build. It's already kind of a part of my morning routine, but I knew I needed to change it and give it more time in my morning routine. Now that I'm doing coaching and doing this full-time, I feel like there's a lot more opportunity for my mindset to affect my ability to do my work. So when I was looking at my morning routine, I knew that I needed to adjust it to give myself more time to do mindset work in the morning. So for me, that was journaling. Sometimes I'll actually pull tarot cards, which has been a really fun exercise for me. I will do affirmations, visualization. I'm doing a lot now in the morning specifically to support my mindset on a daily basis. And so instead of doing a 15-minute journaling session in the morning like I used to when I was side hustling, I now have carved out at least 30 to 45 minutes total for mindset work in the morning. So that obviously affects other things and it affects my morning routine. So I had to make sure to intentionally build that in. Now that might be different for you, but that's just an example of how I made a change to my morning routine to support me and my ability to execute these goals. The third lifestyle change you need to make is to your weekly schedule. I recommend that you take some time with your goals and your action plans in mind to develop a ideal schedule for your week. And the reason we want to do this is that when you are really working on new projects and new tasks, we want to make sure you have ample time in your weekly schedule to focus on those special projects. A lot of times we end up spending most of our days doing recurring tasks, administrative tasks, maybe some recur, you know, regular content creation, and we end up losing all spaciousness and all availability to do deep thinking decision-making, creation, and working on these bigger, more important projects. And we really need to shift the focus to projects and find a way to streamline, systemize, and minimize those other tasks that really just fill up as much time as you let them have. And the way I like to do this is by creating an ideal weekly schedule. In episode 12 of the podcast, I actually went through what my ideal schedule is right now, how I work four days a week, and the tips for how you can create your own ideal weekly schedule. So make sure you go check that out if you're not sure how to even get started with creating your own schedule. But the main premise here is that you know exactly 
what you're working on each day of the week. And I like to do that by having themed days and blocks of time focused on different parts of my business and my work. So I have blocks for creation. I have blocks for coaching calls. I have blocks for administrative work. I actually just added in some time blocks for me to be checking Voxer and responding to DMs on Instagram at a certain time of the day for each day of the week because I just kept falling behind on those things. I also kept letting them take too much time. So I really needed to put some boundaries around that. So when you do this, you want to make sure that you are carving out time in your ideal weekly schedule to create whatever you need to create to do some big picture thinking. If you have some pretty big projects and goals happening, you may want to actually have a specific day of the week where you work on it or maybe several blocks throughout the week where you're working on it. But by doing this, it allows you to set boundaries. It allows you to see how much time you really have available and plan accordingly. It's a very, very powerful tool and it's essential when it comes to executing and achieving your goals. So make sure you create that weekly ideal schedule and start trying to live it out. So those are some of the lifestyle changes you need to make. The other piece of this puzzle is that you really need to start developing systems for executing, reviewing, and getting support. And there's a few ways I like to do this. Number one is to make sure you're taking that 90-day action plan you have and actually breaking that down into what week you're going to work on it across the 90 days. I think it's most efficient. And what I personally like to do is to actually do it in two-week chunks. You don't have to go and pre-schedule all of it. Like, in those increments. We don't need to worry about how you're going to execute it eight weeks from now. Just take it two weeks at a time for now, unless there is like a really hard deadline in which you can reverse engineer that. But what I like to do is break it down into two-week action plans so that I know exactly what needs to be done in those two weeks. But here's where we get nitty-gritty. We don't just leave it there. We don't just say, this is the part I'm going to do in the next two weeks. We actually take it to your calendar and make sure you have the space in your calendar to execute those action plans. And that's huge because so often we'll just say, well, I'm going to do all of this in one week. And we don't realize that we have five calls, three coaching calls. Oh, we're getting our hair done. And then actually we're leaving town on Friday. And of course we can't get all of that done. So this allows us to just take the opportunity to look at all of the next two weeks, figure out exactly what calls are happening, what appointments are happening, protect time, reschedule things if you need to, and see where you're going to actually execute the pieces of work in that two-week action plan. And this is huge. It might take some time the first time you start doing it because you you maybe aren't used to thinking of your calendar in this way, but it's going to be very game-changing for you because you're going to quickly see how often you overcommit and overschedule and also set yourself up for failure by trying to do too much in a period of time. And it will give you that chance to reevaluate your priorities. So if you really need to get all of this done in two weeks, something's going to have to give in order to make it happen. So you're going to have to cancel that hair appointment. You're going to have to wake up early or work late or who knows, but it's a really good reality check for if you can actually execute. And any longer than two weeks is honestly just too far into the future because on your calendar, things will absolutely change past two weeks. Even within the two weeks, depending on your schedule, if that changes way too much, you can just take this one week at a time. But I find that if you can batch it and do two-week increments, it lets you feel like you're not just starting from scratch. Well, you'd never start from scratch because you have that action plan, but you would kind of feel like you're planning in detail every single week. And if you're not a natural planner, that probably isn't something you're realistically going to do every single week. So 
I like to break it down, take that action plan, figure out what I want to do in the next two weeks and actually schedule it into my calendar and make sure I have the availability to do that. The second thing you need to do is to commit to reviewing your progress every single week. So every single week, I like to do this on Sundays, but if you don't want to do any work on Sunday, you could do it first thing Monday morning, end of day Friday. It's completely up to you. I most often do it on Sundays, but once a week, take a minute and review the progress you made last week. And if you're on track, if you got more done than you've meant to, less the exact amount, see where you're at, and then look at the next week and make any adjustments. Because like I said, even when we're planning for two full weeks, life happens. Maybe you get a headache. Maybe someone called you unexpectedly and you lost 30 minutes. You know, life happens and we don't need to like beat ourselves up about it. And so things are going to evolve. So every single week, it's a great to have a quick little check-in and just see what adjustments do I need to make to my plan? What do I need to reschedule? What expectations do I need to readjust on my own end? And just have that little check-in moment and make any adjustments to your plans and your tasks that you need to. It's also a great opportunity if you have a team or a virtual assistant to maybe pick a few things that you can delegate that maybe you didn't originally think you were going to. So never forget that you always have that as an option is to delegate anything that feels a little bit more low-hanging fruit or that you could teach someone to do that doesn't have to be you doing it. So always remember you can do that. And the third thing you need to do is to check in, review, and adjust your 90-day action plan regularly. Even though we're doing weekly reviews of where we are at in our action plans, it's really important to take a higher level view of things at 30 days and 60 days so that you can make sure you're on track overall for the 90-day action plan and 90-day goals you set and make any adjustments that you need to. Because maybe you are really working ahead of schedule and you can change some dates. Maybe things are taking longer. You need to push something back. Maybe you want to adjust the actual numbers that you're aiming for, higher or lower. You know, Maybe you're just really far behind and you've just had a really honest check-in with yourself and that third 90-day goal is just not as important as the other two. We're just going to cut that out completely. It's totally okay. Life happens. I probably have said that too many times in this podcast already, but it really does happen. And we need to be building in systems that allow us to be flexible and make changes and not feel like we're too structured to be able to make those adjustments. So you always want to make sure you're doing a 30-day check-in and a 60-day check-in. I would even put those on your calendars, make sure you know what day that's happening and make sure that at the end of month one and the end of month two, you're doing some really, really big check-ins. And of course, you also want to do a 90-day review. So after the 90 days have happened, you want to make sure you're having some quality time with yourself and whoever else helps you plan in your business to review what happened. How did the 90 days go? What can we learn? Did we hit our goals? Are we celebrating? Did we really learn that we can't do as much as we thought? Do do we know we need to hire someone? Like, what are we, what are our big, big takeaways? And how can we implement those and take those into consideration when we go into the next 90 days? So there you go. Those are the lifestyle changes that you need to make and the systems you need to have in place in order to execute your plans and achieve your goals. And if you're interested in learning how I set my goals, getting some help setting your own goals and accomplishing them, then you would love my new goal setting course. So I've actually created a goal setting course that's going to walk you through my exact process for how I set my goals, how I make action plans, how I make sure it's great timelines, addressing all of the mistakes we just talked about, and how you can actually accomplish and achieve these goals in the timeline you want to. So be sure to go to meganmins.com forward slash goal course. 
or click the link below this episode to find out more. I am so excited for you, for your 90-day goals. I would love to hear how they go. I would love to hear if you implemented any of these lifestyle changes or developed any of these systems and if it made an impact on your execution and switching from always being in a state of planning to really being someone who takes action and gets it done. So always feel free to tag me on Instagram or send me a DM or even send my team an email. I am just so excited for you and I'm honestly here to cheer you on. So I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you in the next podcast episode. Thank you for listening to the Productive Life Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would share your biggest takeaway on your Instagram stories or wherever you hang out. This helps me understand what you find the most helpful so that I can make more episodes and resources like this. If this podcast has helped you at all, please take just one minute to leave a review on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about the Productive Life Podcast with others who may enjoy it. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes sent to you directly. To learn how to work with me one-on-one or get instant access to freebies, trainings, templates, workshops, and more, be sure to go to meganmins.com right now. I'll see you in the next episode.